and welcome to Jacob V Weekly. Guys, it's been a minute, and I want to do some math for everyone in the audience before we get started. Um, we had like six hours of content built up, so technically, if you're going by the hours per week, uh, we're ahead. So just wear that in your heart and on your spirit, and I'm joined by some very special guests for the launch of the next season of Jacob V Weekly. It's Pride Month. It's 666. Uh, we started this conversation an hour ago at 6 p.m., but uh, we all um, have trauma and ADHD, so uh, we're late. But uh, it's cool. We've been, we, we're nice and primed for the airwaves, sister. I'm here but with my best friends in the whole wide world, uh, Lucius and Tito. Uh, Jess, the Jammy Jam. Um, Tim is here in studio. Lucius is still in New Hampshire uh, for the time Hi. being. And we wanted to come together to uh, to celebrate Pride and to just talk about um, the just, just you know, the hoodies that we're all going to pre-order. I'm working on the hoodies, guys. I need you to leave me alone on the hoodies. Um, so we share a lot in common, the three of us. We, uh, we were all at my wedding, in my wedding. Uh, you know, we're all on the uh, the the pride crowd spectrum and uh you know we've all um uh here we are so uh who wants to start um my thing is i'm so hungry why do you always eat when i'm on with you <laughs> do you do this to all your guests i just i'm finally getting a minute to sit down what are you eating <laughs> i have ruffles and hummus Oh, God. Mm -hmm. oh yeah. It's so distracting. My ADHD is going bananas. It's a um it's actually a Kalamata olive tapenade hummus from Ooh. Boar's Head. Oh wow. Only the best. Oh, that's good. I love Boar's Head. Uh -huh. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's Tim. Hi, Tim. Oh, I can hey, see you hey, now. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so Tim is here behind me. I was just uh, living the dream. Now, um... Oh, crap. What? Nothing. What? What could it possibly be? Nothing. I just am watching us live. How do I look? You look great. I, the okay? lighting for you is significantly... It's exactly what I wish I had. Right. Yeah. I mean, I only have one of these. That's my yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, I told you from the minute I saw the glow yeah. light that I wanted. Lou's to not even trying over there. You're you're just fluorescent, full volume. Uh, do you have an SPF in your daily moisturizer? I do actually. Your skin does look great. <laughs> I'm just Thank thinking you. I need to add an SPF. I was getting some unsolicited sun the other day, and I just felt like I mm -hmm. needed to add a little. What is your skincare? Your daily skincare vibe. Mine is, um, you know, start off with a moisturizer. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me take that back. Start <laughs> off with a cleanser. Um, and then I spritz. Is this um, in the morning or in the evening? Um, both. Wow. Two times a day. Wow. So twice a day. Yeah, but I'm, I'm actually, I literally have it on my calendar behind me to look into other steps, like adding like retinol or something. Okay. So um, walk me through the process. 
Okay, so um, just a nice gentle cleanser because uh, I have a combination style uh, face where it's like mix of like dry and oily. And then after that, I uh, will use a spritz, which is just, it's like a toner. Um, I don't even know what is in it, some type of water. Sometimes you can use like witch hazel or something. And I just, I spritz it. I do like a whole gay thing. Is it like the is like, water? I have no idea, like, oh. honestly. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared for this. And, um, but it, it's by, um, I'm not even going to try and remember what it, like, um, what the brand is. So but anyway. Little, so there is an SPF. Yeah, I think I got to add an SPF to my daily. Absolutely. Do you have a, do you have a skincare process? Um, I just drink a lot of water. And uh, when I don't drink water, I drink Diet Coke. Have you switched to the um, alkaline water yet? No, I just drink tap water. No, but I hear the alkaline water, like from glaciers, is supposed to be good for your skin. Is it good for my skin, but horrible for the environment? The glaciers are already melting. Well, I mean, we got to stop that. <laughs> but I don't think you refreeze one. Oh. You just got to slow them from melting. No, so no, I just drink tap water from Afton. Afton tap. Yeah. But what if we sold it like that? What if we just bottled it in your kitchen and sold it as... Just like for like, your skin, oh, all you need is that Afton spring water, spring cool waters from Afton. Ugh. It just, I, mean, I want you to lean your head back and to imagine a waterfall. Oh, I thought he was telling me to get out of his way. No, you can also lean your head back, but that's fine. Um, go ahead and, and just, just do this with me. Just in, waterfall, envision a waterfall, and it's just Afton. so wet. Yes. How wet. You know, Tim, I think that'd be great for your um, ASMR journey that you're going to go okay. on. But I kind of want to make sure when I'm doing meditations that I say in the middle of it, like, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want you to imagine there is a box in front of you. I'm just kidding. Just breathe. <laughs> and then end it. Dude, that'd be so funny. To just, I'm like, just kidding. You need to see a therapist and probably get on some <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This doesn't work. But anyway. Um, you paid $12.99 for this app. Um, but all I'm going to tell you at the end of it is that you probably should just seek out therapy and uh, request Xanax. <laughs> yeah. I do I do think that med meditation works, but it just seems like so hilarious. Just like mess with somebody's meditation just right in the middle of it just like maybe just like a sound card of like a, a fart or something just oh my god <laughs> or just like all of a sudden in the middle of it you hear a can of diet coke being opened yeah. <laughs> i do this or weird ocd thing where i like have to save the ice while i'm i'm drinking i'm doing it right now i'm drinking all these different drinks and like so then i'll combine things that have ice in them so the ice lasts longer so that all just happened <clears throat> Yeah. Solve that for me. Oh, my. I guess we should get it since. OK, so you guys are just all over the place now. Um, let's kind of <laughs> set the tone. Let's kind of talk about um, some ideas I was having about what I wanted to talk about with uh, with my two best friends here. Um, we haven't all been together since uh, since my wedding in 2019, which was long before we started the podcast. Um, but some of the issues that we sort of uh, talk about a lot. Uh, Lou, you've been on the podcast once before. We covered some of this. And then, Tim, we've talked about this, um, you know, just in uh, conversation. But just the the journey a, a, that we've experienced in um, 
the United States, I guess, over the last uh, 20 or 30 years uh, as both, you know, members of the uh, the alphabet people and uh, allies of uh, their such. So, um, I don't know. I mean, one thing I've talked a lot about on this show before, um, this, is our, this is our big pride stream, right? This is our big pride month kind of episode of the show to kind of kick off summer and be back back in the saddle. Um, and uh, Lou was saying earlier, I invited the two gayest people I know. So, um We'll lead with that foot. And we've talked a lot about about just the, even since 2012, how crazy um, the shift has been and where these issues are so much more um, non-issues and much more just uh, something we're trying to adapt and trying to uh, include in our everyday um, uh, life, right? So I think, we, I think we would all share the sentiment, for example, like I've said on the show before, that if we were all children now, we probably would have ended up being a lot gayer than... Uh, I probably would be one of the most obnoxious people. You know how bad it was? Like if if there was never, imagine if you never had any sort of, and we'll talk about these in more detail, but any sort of a cultural pressure to suppress any of those inclinations. I mean, sweet Jesus. Well, hold on. Am I a child that I still have the same parents? Because if that's the case, I would be the same. I'd be either. Well, I'm just wondering if, and that's a good thing too, to talk about how much of it is environment, how much of it is just in the home. Um, because what I'm saying is that if I had parents that were more accepting, I would be a fully transitioned man named Jason right now, a probably what? fishing off a dock or something. She'd be fishing off a dock. I think she was going to um, say she was a, some kind of a full blown something. Just playing. I'd be a fully, fully transitioned man. Oh, okay. Named oh, yeah. She'd Jason. be like an old oh, man, cool. like a. You'd be like an old Midwestern man who's kind of hunched over. You have like a plaid shirt, and you're just fishing, and you're so old. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why would you be significantly older than you are now? Because that's how masculine <laughs> I, she would be. That's what that's what Jacob said. I did not put that in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but I wouldn't have all that angst and all yeah. of that like I need to listen to all punk um mm. type of vibe. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean but that's like that's do you feel like you do you feel like you gravitated toward things specifically because of your identity? And like you gravitated toward them because you wanted to be projected as fitting in with that perhaps mm-hmm. alphabet letter or like, do you think that okay. you would be like, <clears throat> if we were in an alternate universe, you're like a fully transitioned man and like listening to pop music because you love it and not forcing yourself yeah, to like Yeah, would you punk? be listening to Huey Lewis in the news? Dude, I'm not that old. <laughs> would you be? Um, would would you, be, you be listening to like I, Chris like, Stapleton? Winding up your Vic Trolla I don't know why he's the person. On, like uh, I, some... I know. Okay, so I know that I said that I would be like somebody fishing off the dock, but that is, I, I, I'd like to think that I still have the same music taste that I do right now. I would okay. just be a fully transitioned man. So you would be chopping wood so much more than you have been. Oh. I would have built so many decks. I would have mm. laid so many concrete pads. Hey, like, you know what? I would, Actually, you I, would have an entire adult recreational softball league named after you. Yeah, like, I guess be, that would just be my brother. I would have like three kids and a wife. Like, in, and you'd just be tearing her up. It would just be never mind. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> let's, let's wait. It's only twelve minutes in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Tim, what about you? I mean, how do you feel that your environment or your cultural um, kind of background in the context of the life that you've you've lived already um, uh, kind of what's the word um, inhibited any of mm. any of your impulses that way? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like that's a really hard question because I don't know if my environment. I think that my environment had a big role in obviously how long it took for me to accept who I am and then also like come out to my friends and family about it. But like, I was lucky. I know how fortunate I am to have a family, you know, who has been accepting and embraced me. And like, even if it's that sort of like, we don't really care. Um, but it's more so like at this point in my life, they do care a lot about my identity. And that I think is really meaningful. I think that we kind of, as a, like, if I'm just speaking from my own, like, from family, I think that we've definitely grown and progressed through the time. And so, like, growing up in a religious household, it wasn't, like, something that was, like, a lot of people say shoved down my throat. Um, mm. Because it was just, like, that's how it was. Like, nice. my, you know, I don't know. It was just, I guess, sort of, like, in our family DNA throughout generations to be religious in such a way. Um, but not like zealots. Um, mm. I think that my family, I was raised to be accepting and, um, but like on, I, I do recognize that like, if it were more accepting and more embracing then I think like spending 20 years, maybe not fully 20 years, but probably since the age of like, 15 or 16 being terrified and like telling myself like no one can know you know and like really trying to maneuver through the world just assuming like i can get away with never talking about it mm -hmm. um obviously that did not work out well yeah and i don't know that any of that's actually my fault but we were kind of talking about this earlier that i always just kind of assumed i knew um about your like identity kind of more so than I knew whether or not you were communicating to other people with because early in our friendship I kind of like like put you on the spot in conversation between you and me and our friend Kat. Yeah, I mean, but I don't really remember that, which is so interesting good, because good, good, you good. remember it so well. And I remember like when we were hanging out, but I don't remember feeling uncomfortable with that because um I know that that question had been brought up and I would, I think I was just like, no. And then it was probably like a month or two later when I said something to Kat in passing where she was like, oh my God, like you are or whatever. And obviously she knew. Um, it took like a big moment for me to, cause you know, the school we were going to, uh, of course, like you could assume in some, I know it's terrible to say, but like you would assume when someone like me is, you know, behaving a certain way, speaks a certain way, has a mostly just that a limp wrist. Um, that that wrist is limp. It's bro. limp. It's pretty limp. <laughs> that thing hanging. Yeah, and I don't mind it. Um, in fact, I like it. But um, it was actually around that exact same time when you're remembering that I had made some of my first friends in college ever. Like. And that was two years of going to the school. I didn't have any friends besides like my high school friends and I love them dearly, but I definitely wanted to like find my people. 
And you guys, I felt, were my people. And at that point, it was, you know, friendships with, like, my friend Katie and her friends where they, I just let them assume. And so it might have been after you had asked me where when I just let them assume, I was like, I should just let people just assume who I am. And then I'll probably be more comfortable around them. And it it worked. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense. No, that's great. So, and we're the conversation me and Tim were referring to is just we were talking about somebody we went to school with, and uh, and one of us just said something about her being attractive, and and then I was I was just like, Tim, do you like girls? And then, <laughs> and then his response. <laughs> no, was, that's when you outed him. Well, it was just me and him and Cat. We were drinking this wild berry. It was horrible beer. Like it was like a. I, oh it was my like, god! It was like a some kind of a beer with blueberry yeah. wine in it. It was awful. I can't believe you remember the name. Wild Blue, I think, is what it was called. Something. Yeah, and that's why I. I think it was like you know, like in Looney Tunes, where they drink something gross and they turn green. Like that's it. Can't it put me back online? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my and god! And then, um, yeah, and Tim's response was, "I don't talk about that." Said, oh, is that how I responded? <laughs> that's what you said. Oh, interesting. You also had like a swoopy bang. I did. I, a sweater. Ooh, I remember the sweater I was wearing. Bang. And we have um, a picture from that evening. We walked into the the UC or whatever. They were doing a lot. Like they were playing. Um. Oh man, Nightmare Before Christmas. Do you remember that? And we yeah. went in and I started singing along, like as if that didn't answer your question. Jake, do you have a an Instagram for this podcast? Yeah, Jacob V Weekly on Instagram. Yeah, J A C O B. We should um, we should put up Swoopy Bang pictures of Tim and myself, like in our like closeted gay days. Yeah, oh my send god, me those. send me those. I'll, <laughs> I'll put them in a layout and I'll put them up there. Send me a text okay, so I know I what I'm sending you. I have a picture of me from that era, but I don't. I never had Swoopy Bangs. These bangs don't swoop. My my hair, swoop, they do me curl. losing my hair is like the yeah. worst feeling because I loved my hair. I loved it so much. I like that hat, though. Thank you. I got it at Target, I think, a couple of years ago. Really? My head's yeah. too big for anything at Target. Are you wearing I, overalls? Yeah, I was going to ask, are you wearing overalls? I am wearing overalls. They're actually um, shorts, too. They're like shorts. overalls. Wow. wow. You're like a, <laughs> you're like a f- member of the fucking lollipop guild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing you a song, baby. That's that's exactly how they dressed. They had like overalls. Yeah, and and yeah, overall shorts. Like children. and they looked angry. Small, <laughs> middle European children. Well, you know, a house from fucking Kansas landed in their land, so I would be angry too. I don't but know. I mean, it, it like the they killed the worst witch. Well, she wasn't the worst, but the one that she was terror. The, the one that was terrorizing them all. Yeah. They're worst witches? Well, the Wicked Witch of the West, she's worse than the other one was. That's the first line. That's the line who's the it. other one? The Wicked Witch of the East. <laughs> and there's your house, and there you are. And that's all that's left of the Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, but she was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone going to comment Glenda. on the fact that I just quoted... No, we knew this isn't what I'm saying. No, like, this is natural. This, this is, exactly is natural. What I wanted to talk about. You do this thing where you act like anything about your identity is surprising. Well, else. I mean, it's well, not, yeah, that's really I, interesting. I, I, that. I, Isn't I actually it surprising? I just quoted. I don't think that I was asking for surprise. I was asking for you to be like, "Wow, that was very oh, cool of you." No, I was impressed. Thank you. That's all I wanted. I was impressed. No validation. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Just yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really sorry. I, you know why I was impressed is because it was so effective. It took me right there to that scene. Right. I don't need, hey, you know, the validation of saying like, 
that's surprising that you're able, you know, that you like Wizard of Oz. I don't give a shit what you think about that. No, I mean, but I, you know, I had a good time, uh, you know, listening to you be the, was she the one from the West? The East, the Eastern one was dead now. Yeah. The Wicked Witch of the East is the one that the house fell I down just on. mixed up. And then Glinda is the Good Witch of the North, but I don't know who's in the South. Big Frida. <laughs> yeah. Dude, have you seen her? Have you heard her, her new Judas track? Um, did the whole song get released? Because I only heard a snapshot yeah. of it on. No, it's on Spotify. Yeah, the whole song. What, what did you hear yeah. on TikTok? Cried. I heard just. They don't release s- parts of songs on Spotify. I heard it on Instagram. Uh, mm. I can't remember who shared it. Probably Gaga shared it. But did you hear yeah. Orville Peck's "Born This Way"? No, I yes. I didn't see that that she released anymore. But I'm excited for that because I saw. Uh, well, I Jackson. think he released it. I think it was released on his. Um, oh. On his Spotify, yeah. It's great. Shit. It's really great. Yeah. I'm adding you know, both of those songs to Jacob V's favorite songs on Spotify for June of 2021. Hit it up. Go hit ahead, it you were up. Um. So, Tim, do you remember at Jake's wedding when we all secretly planned to do some sort of like pose or vogue um, at the top of the stage? Yeah. And we walked out and only you and I did it. And we planned it with like all of Jake's side. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them, none of them did it. No. 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 Kat did it. Do you know how long? Do you know how long it worked on that? But I had to start it. You definitely started it. You were like, I think it was either you or Kat saying, like, if you don't fucking pose, I will kill you i think it was probably cat because she's like that (laughs) but she i think she was the last one on the stage right because she was i think after me but you were before me and it was just us last three right yeah exactly yeah yeah no Um, remember when i walked in with the fan oh god that was so beautiful the pictures from his wedding from your wedding jake are great um so much there's one that That i had actually on my profile for scruff for a while yeah. What is that? A uh, dating app. Guys, I don't know anything about all these dating apps. You're naming dating apps I've never heard of. They're dumb. Yeah, they're dating all apps dumb. are dumb. They are. Yeah. They're just it's a Wait, waste. So of what's time. the deal? Like, why are there so many different ones? Um, because I think it's supposed to attract like certain people to certain ones. Like, there's her, which is mostly, um, you know, like robots, cis, trans. <laughs> female presenting non-binary people go to her and then so you're gonna get that and then like tammy is for like everybody as long as you're not straight how do you spell that one t-a-i-m-i i have and, never heard of that yeah and so what's That's and that I, one's all that one's about just anything other than straight people yeah but they yeah. make their way in anyway they sneak in Tell me about that. Tell me about that. So, because we've talked about super straights for a minute on this show, uh, uh, and I'm going to revisit that in a second, but tell me about, are you saying that people that live as heteronormative cisgendered people will sneak into a otherwise dating app in order to play out some kind of a fantasy? A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. So how do you identify those people? Uh, they have something kind of they ignorant have an on energy. their pro- What? I, I was gonna say more something more ethereal, like they have energy. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> no, I think like I them. can usually tell if it's like just a torso, 
And then they have like a whole list of things that they don't want to mess around with. So, you know, like yeah. kimchi song, fat feminization, like Sorry? you remember kimchi, the drag queen had that song, fat feminization. Oh yeah. And yeah. I mean, that whole song was like embracing the things that, um, were oftentimes like written into these profiles saying like no fats, no fems, like, and so I usually think that, I mean, I don't think that that's always automatically like a straight person. Just that's jumping what we've on, talked about before. But... We've talked about the, um, specifically, I think the conversation we had on the show was about the racism in dating apps. Oh yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. I don't know anything about that, but I'm. <laughs> no, but do you see it ever? I it... think so. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like when. That's, that's what I'm asking about. Cause I'm not, I haven't been in a dating app since like, since I've been with my wife. Yeah. It's been years. No, I mean, people yeah, I post. I mean, like. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, well, I no, mean, no, like, no, they'll you just... first, baby. Oh, no, you're yeah. so... Here, let me produce the goddamn show. Tim, go ahead. Well, just, you can see on profiles, like, they say, like, no blacks or no Asians. Blacks. Yeah, for sure. Woof. Not even capitalized, which is so rude. Woof. They lowercase and blacks. I mean, when yeah. you're out in, well, like, when you're in rural Missouri, that's Lion's what you would Choice. see. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Music Around in St. Charles because Lion's Choice just pulled the plug. What? No, they didn't. No, I'm just joking. I'm just because, you know, I, I try not to say I blacks. have a confession, though. I'm going to come out. Um, I like Arby's. <laughs> like, if I'm going to get roast beef, I'll go to Arby's first. They, no way. Well, I just tweeted a, a, a meme about this the other day about seeing people walk into the Arby's on Chippewa from the Lion's Choice that's next door. Is it because the Lion's Choice across the street is so busy that people have to resort to going to people Arby's? People be like, you know what? I don't want beef that bad. Marcus. I will say that recently I've been more impressed with Lion's Choice's sandwiches because they're not as soggy. Okay, Lion's Choice is back. So you were saying people will say things specifically like no no blacks in dating apps. Right. You've seen that, right, Lou? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, no, I honestly haven't. I'm not even going to... But but that doesn't mean absolutely. That it's not there. Well, actually, nah. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Oh God, what do I see? Um, yeah, because well, are you talking about scruff though, Tim? Because I feel like no, actually, men... scruff is very different. I'm kind of more so talking about like grinder, Tinder is, I think. Those are usually... like very aggressive apps, though. Like grinder is an aggressive app, and yeah. I feel like that's where that's tolerated yeah no totally scruff is a lot different because i think um like scruff and growler are you just kind of like create your profile based on and i i've had this conversation with several people before about how there's like this unfair disadvantage to women like queer women because mm -hmm. there are so many apps out there for like niche or like specific gay typed people which is yeah, dude, horrible to say, but I mean, all those that's like why labels her does so well yeah. because it's the only one out there and they do it. I mean, they do it well. Um, it's just like, you know, but it's showered with like number one, you know, feminine focused. I don't even know. I don't even know their slogan, but they're the top out there. And you know what? I did see one on there that was this one um, person said, uh, no. If, if you're not vegetarian, vegan, or pescatarian, we will not work out. So she definitely wanted, if you're a beef eater, get the fuck off my profile. 
what if that's your job if you're a beef eater in like at the tower of london <laughs> do you know what, what? that is <laughs> <laughs> that's like the title of the guys who like i think give tours to the tower of london someone can fact check me on that but um a beef eater yeah that's actually the title of the guy that's why they named the gym shut man. up yeah, yeah. um uh, what were you um her. so anyway so that's yeah. that's the only time that i've seen it because with her it's it's i don't know it's, it's just very calm and like yeah you know here's what i'm doing and here's what i want like i want like adventure or i want friends or something casual or i get a lot of um you know what i do see on there is i um just experimenting this is going to be like my first like you know girl long girl experience and i know that that's fake Oh, that's interesting. Actually, really interesting. Yeah, because how are you even going to find out about a, a fucking app? It's What that is, what that is, is butch bait. It's fucking butch bait. What yeah. does that mean? They want to attract means... a, an aggressive butch type. Mm. Yeah. Butch you know bait. Butches love I'm changing the name of the episode to butch I've bait. I've never heard that term. <laughs> that's so interesting. Wow. I just made it up, honestly. Did you? I, I love it. Oh, it yeah. oh, hashtag coin but, that. I... Coin it. <laughs> I just saw the hoodie. <laughs> butch bait butch hoodie. Bait. I'm a, oh my god! I would so wear a shirt that said Butch Bait. I would too, actually. Yeah, I would yeah. really oh like that. Oh my god, guys, we've done <laughs> it. I love that. I'm yeah. so glad I was here for that. Butch Bait. Okay, yes. so you're saying so? God, this is so interesting. I knew we'd find something. I should have wake you fuckers up, Jesus. So, <laughs> so what is Scruff about, Tim? Well, I mean, it's. I, it sounds a lot like her. For, when I first got it, I thought it was like mostly gay bear types who, you know, like that's what it sounds like. Yeah, and but now it's pretty much everybody, and it's become, I think, basically a grinder. Um, now, Lindsay, you yeah. described grinder as aggressive. Describe <laughs> yeah. how you gauge the aggression of different <laughs> dating apps. Well, it, it's and about what we're the, referring to is in, the culture of the users of the app, right? It's the immediacy. Yeah. It's the, you know where I'm standing, 33 feet away from you, come here and suck my fucking cock. Whoa. Relax. <laughs> no, we're 30 Relax. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, that's, no, that's my interpretation of It's Grindr. like that everywhere. It's like that at Disney World. It's like so that. So that's interesting you bring up Disney World because I've never been there, but <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with that. But <laughs> When I get on, I'm like, I hardly would get on these apps because it just, I don't, I don't deserve that in my mental health to feel rejected by nothing. And so I, but like what I really liked doing was when I travel, cause I travel a lot, like specifically road trips. I have gone from like Cincinnati all the way to St. Louis, just back and forth between Grinder and Growler, just to see like who's around, like who might be in their cars. <laughs> nearby are you serious i love it yeah it's so fun oh uh, do you ever like but like that's where that's I mean, where you see the story but what i don't have any cool stories I'm... at all about any of that but um <laughs> that's where i see like the most problematic is when you get into like really rural parts of the country like you know mm -hmm. flyover land which is all of the state of missouri um there's like no yes. qualms about being rude and ignorant about the different types of people you might see on these apps. Like it's just free reign. Yeah. Like isms. Mm, 
I'm that seeing a saying? butch bait tank top on Amazon. Oh no! But I don't know if it's in stock, and I don't know if that matters. So hold the line. But that means that the we got to find out if that's if somebody's coining that or trademarked it. Because that's that's what I'm saying. Because it's it's not like it's the brand of something. It's imported. I've never heard that. No, me neither. Yeah, so I think you've got something. I think we're on to something there. So it's gonna be one of my songs. What does that do? Okay, so here's part of the my journey. Right, is that I've you know have always been um, probably pansexual, but we didn't used to have that term. So it's been. I still don't really understand what that means. So I mean, it's uh, it's sort of like um, attracted to anything or anyone without a preference. Yeah, it's just like it's it's just like uh, biological sex is not any kind of a deal breaker. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw the pan I mean, flag for it's... the first time today. It's like blue, pink, and yellow. Mm. I think that sounds awful. Yeah, pink and yellow. What are we doing? It looks like Easter. Um, so so we didn't used to have that term, and so I very consciously in therapy at one point. You know, made the decision that, um, you know, it, certain types of relationships come from certain um, areas of your life or certain uh, experiences, and some are thusly easier than others, right? And especially at the time when I was in college, I was really only, as far as men were concerned, I was really only attracting um, a, a very specific demographic that was a little intimidating for me. So uh, because of some of that aggressive kind of communication you're mm. talking about. So it's just not something I ever mm. really pursued, and being that it's being that it's not like I preferred one thing over another, you know, um, it, it's not anything that's a threat to you know my relationship with my wife certainly. So it's mm. always been um, because of that. I've always thought about it. Are there toxic elements of the uh, LGBT community that are maybe not anyone's fault, but it makes dating um, therein more complicated well i think because we're dealing with two differences here like toxic behavior comes from like learn can come from like learned behaviors whereas like being a homosexual of whatever form isn't necessarily learned behavior yeah, oh that's a like, good point like the um like being gay is it what's toxic no right but, the but, toxicity but, seems, what, i mean but the but the behavior in some of these apps sounds really toxic. Totally. I because think they're, oh. I mean, there, I mean, there are obviously there are like racist, sexist, um, you know, members of the queer community. Like because, transphobic, I think is actually still oh, that's a huge. problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Feeling like you're going to be like ostracized from your own, like tiny community. Right. And then have to go into a tinier community. Is, and this is something uh, that's always scary. been really interesting to me is this sort of um, barriers that are drawn amongst, you know what I mean, people that would be all together at, for example, a Pride event if we were having one, right? I mean, it's not necessarily like um, all the different members of the LGBTQ community include each other in everything gay men are really guilty of this gay men are really guilty of being exclusatory to other um uh groups that don't fit into their thing which is oftentimes even groups of other gay men i right? totally think that and i also like, would agree that they're like also how often do gay men seem to exclude 
um, lesbian women from their from their um, just culturally you like bears parties. like JJ's. Yeah. Oh yeah, like JJ's. Like, they won't even let you in. Oh, yeah. is that true? I've JJ's never been there. Like, won't let women in that aren't like. I mean, they'll let them in, but you'll get fucking stared at the whole time. It's goofy. I mean, and yeah. not subtle. It's the subtlety is what I'm saying. Well, it's but that thing. that is, I don't know. That's it, it's its own community too, like leather and bears and stuff. So I don't want to like hate that too much, but also well, it's it's more about it's letting even, other people celebrate with you. In a it's sense, it's not even that I'm know? saying that any of that stuff is intrinsically bad, but I'm just curious as to is it easier to, um, and I think it's because of the being the minority status in in, in the mainstream culture is is where this stuff comes from. I don't think gay people are more toxic mm. than um, anyone else, but I think that if you're already uh, a minority class, if the mainstream culture is trying to force everyone to be one certain type of person, then mm. um, you kind of get left with less of the infrastructure, less role models of how to be, uh, how, how many role models in popular culture do we have of healthy gay relationships? You know what I mean? So I was going to, I have a couple of points on that, but going back, um, you go for it. Cause you, I'm going to go pee while you're, while you're talking to, while you're talking to Lou here. Okay. There's a cat rubbing against me. It's kind of fun. Okay, I'll tell him to stop. No, it's all right. He's oh. fine. Um, so I think that asking about any toxicity within the LGBT community, I think it comes from a lot of like learned behaviors associated with heteronormative expectations. Yeah. So like when, I, I when Sorry, Jake was, you you're fine. But when Jake was talking about like the g types of guys that would hit on him, um, I find that interesting because I found that um, I never attracted the type of person that I was attracted to because mm. I think there's like this assumption that if you're a certain size and you have a certain amount of body hair that you're like, the more aggressive, more dominant, mm. more perhaps masculine person. And I yeah. think that that the toxicity comes from like still, even within the LGBT community, a lack of understanding or even perhaps acknowledgement of the binary or the non-binary um, mm -hmm. view of gender. And so I think that, and then to a point about gay men being exclu exclusionary, I totally get that, but it also could come from me maybe not putting myself out there for reasons, but... Um, I don't know. You you hear stories about them being very, you know, catty and... Yeah, I don't even know if, like, it's, you know, yeah, I think that unless you're a part of the crew, I think for some reason I feel St. Louis is very, very close-minded, the community. Oh, yeah. And because, mm -hmm. like, I've never had more fun just kind of like exploring gay neighborhoods in other cities mm -hmm. because it's way more open. It's way more, you are who you are because of who you are, you know? And then yeah. like one last point though, about like places like JJ's gay bars are not fun anymore. Like they're, mm. I, I can't stand going to attitudes and just John's and even sometimes rehab because it's like, it doesn't feel like you're in a gay bar. It feels like you're there for a drag show, but like... the primary groups of people are girls on their 21st birthdays or their bachelorette parties. And so like, 
I remember when Novax was considered like a lesbian bar. Do you remember Novax? We used to go all the time. Yeah, it was a great yeah. place. But even then, like at the time, I don't think was as, you know, it wasn't what it, I think, was wanting to be. You know, I think it was. So I can I don't kind know, of get why like JJ's would be exclusive. Sports bar. What? Yeah. It was a pretty said, butch it, it felt like a pretty big totally. butch sports yeah. bar. Because like the the whole. Well, you're talking about the crowd, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. um, I don't know who I was watching a, a documentary about online dating actually on Netflix or maybe it was HBO Max. I don't know. Katie recommended it, but it like be, it could be Disney Plus. Is it yeah. on Peacock? <laughs> I don't know. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, but there was someone talked about the fact that like in the gay community, you don't even have to cruise anymore. That like cruising was a part of like a whole culture of gay and, and gay people in large cities, you know, and. So, like, apps have made it so that it's way easier for men to access each other, but, like, has taken sort of some of the fun out of uh, having to meet or finding mm. ways to meet um, that aren't dangerous. I don't know. So you're saying I can't walk into a truck stop and find a nice little glory hole anymore? I mean, them. you probably could, but I don't think you'd fit. <laughs> 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 that was amazing. So, <laughs> um, oh shit. Oh, okay. So, I I do want to make one point about um toxicity. Yes, that's specific to the LGBT uh, Q, uh community. Is that um, lesbian or like? feminine presenting partners abuse gets taken uh less seriously like if, if like if the if the abusing party is the more feminine of the two it gets taken less seriously yeah or, or if you're like if you're both there if, if you're both you know if you're if you're at a court case for a restraining order and both of you are cisgendered women talking about your relationship to a judge in Missouri, they don't take it seriously. Oh. They treat it like, okay, this is just like a cat fight. Mm -hmm. This wow. is just like a disagreement and stuff. So it takes yeah. multiple times to go through that system um, to get anything done. So I think that's um, something that plagues the community. Yeah, and I had a friend who... Um, was a gay guy who I guess he's still around. I just don't I, I don't keep up with him much. But his thing always was that his parents were always very supportive ideologically and whatnot of whoever he felt like he needed to be or whatever. Um, but that they just didn't. They had like this microaggression type thing where they were just so nonchalant about any of his problems because they felt like mm -hmm. oh he's a gay man so oh, his wow. life is less complicated than. Um, people that are going to have a traditional family and a traditional career, and mm. you know what I mean. And so he's such his, an oxymoron. Like it's yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so his parents very much. Oh no, that's yeah. I mean, that's we support you. We still love you. We don't. We we're so glad that you feel like you could tell us. But then anytime he'd have a you know a, a serious problem, be like, oh well, you know. I mean, they would never feel like it was as serious as like, for example, his sister who had children, and you know. Uh, it's just like, yeah, just that, that undermining like that. So happening on, at the yeah. institutional level. Do you also. think that's because he's gay or do you think it's because he's a man? 
I Ooh. because because uh, I feel like that's here's the thing. I don't know that he had a sister. <laughs> that sounded right when I said it, but I don't know that I'm not confident enough in that information about somebody else's life that I could say, you know what, maybe it was like that. I I'm thought, not confident if this man ever existed, but he I don't have any friends, guys. <laughs> you guys are it. Um no, but I feel like um uh he probably had a sister. That's probably how it came up. So that's probably correct. But he really felt like it was that he was gay and not that um, not that he was the boy and his sister was the girl. But that's so interesting, especially coming from his mother. He was probably looking for that validation from his mother. Mm. And his mother probably identified more with her daughter who was having children. That's something she had done. And, you know, they have that, you know, so that's also possible that it comes from that. And it's very wise of you to inquire such. I think that also that... For parents who, especially of, like, perhaps our parents' generation, to not, like, know how to navigate the problems that come up, you know? Or even if they are, like, was were they, like, chalking it up, like, oh, your problems are because you're gay? Or, like... No, no, no. I or think you're, it was that, oh, you your can take care of yourself. Easier. You guys just... I really felt like sh- she was telling him... You guys just fucking go to brunch and shit. Like you don't have like. Real oh, problems. like what's your problem? Like, like you're just is, designing like, oh, houses. Okay, that's nice, but you don't have like <clears throat> children that you're trying to raise and. What's to your problem? All yeah. you do is watch Wizard of Oz all day. Yeah, all yeah, all you people do is all you people do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Just watch Wizard of Oz all day. All you guys that's do is watch. Wizard I mean, of isn't Oz. that isn't that like rule number one? Yeah. Yeah. Watch Wizard of Oz, it's, and that's why like I was the, so embarrassed um, to not know it. There's a key and piece. There's a key and P. There's a key and peel skit about uh, they bring a it's a black (laughs) gay wedding. And so they bring in a consultant to talk to the family uh, about how to behave. And the family has a lot of questions. Uh, And they say, so um, they keep asking things like, so who's going to wear the dress? And we're like, well, no one's going to wear a dress. We're both men. We're both going to wear suits. Oh, okay. And they write stuff down and like things like that. It goes on and on and on. But um, the. Yeah, like uh, I, what I've really learned. I feel that- like. Do you think that question is? <laughs> I wanted to ask Lou real quick. That it, that question has to be asked all the time. Well, in, you know what? I just like, heard, saw this on Instagram the other day. The question mm-hmm. of so which one of you? It, it was a it was a meme of two chopsticks, and it was a fork and a knife. Which one's the, other, the girl? Were the other couple and the fork and the knife were like which one of you is the fork? Yeah. So the, so the question is, do you get that question? Do you get a, do yeah. you get questions about, here's my, th- but this relates exactly to what I was just it's, about to say, that it's so crazy that it's something that we all obsess about other people so much. Like you want to find the heteronormative, heteronormativity in my heterosexual or homosexual <laughs> relationship. Like worrying about like, even at work or at school or wherever, we, we spend so much time worrying about who other people want to sleep with or... Or not even who they're sleeping with. That's what with, I think. It's so weird. Who they want to like... sleep with. <laughs> right. Like, it's, if somebody is kind of like responding to, like, what do you think about that? They're like, love is love. Fuck whoever you want. Like, I don't, like, it's such a sexual topic that I just kind of like want to move on from it. Like, yeah. that's, I, don't want you... I don't understand why everyone is so, like, um, I don't ask totally nor- normal straight people or whatever you want to call them i don't ask them things like oh how how do you like vaginas to look oh my god how do you like do you like big old sloppy tits or do you like you know what i mean like i don't ask how do you fuck your wife 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, isn't it's it so, so weird that from such so a young weird. age, since I was like nine, people have been obsessed about, do you think you're gay? Do you think you might be gay? I'm like, I don't know what that means. And you're asking me if I'm attracted to other men and I want to touch their penises? That's what the question is? Like, isn't it weird yeah. that we spend so much time where we have to know how the president feels about, um, before we elect a president, we have to know how he feels about what other people do in the privacy of their own homes? Oh, that's a good point. Like, isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Do you want to talk about something else? Oh, no. I'm <laughs> No, but I, well, no, I'm, I'm just saying mentioned. like it's such a weird it's such a weird thing that people will just ask. It's like, "Listen, I'm actually just coming to have dinner at your house with uh my partner and um how and why who touches who where is really nobody's business." Isn't it weird? Well, that I think it's weird yeah. that people still can't understand that like the way that you feel about another person is exactly how another person feels about another person when they're in love. So like, or in a relationship or all of those aspects of being in a relationship are all the same and not, not in terms of like the heteronormative expectations, but in terms of like how you like, how you show affection or like what that yeah. looks like or, um, just like human feelings. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like it's people like, no, have a have hard time understanding that you could feel like a certain way about another person in the way that they feel about their specific person that they're in love with. Mm -hmm. It's like, so is so-and-so gay? Well, it's like, what does it matter? Maybe this is a good yeah. exercise. And there's there's so many like, like you know, stereotypes with within the queer community because... There's not enough of us, I feel like. There's not enough people to really, like, spread out, like, the spectrum of the stereotype, you know, because you'll still run into, um, you know, a lot of the the butch bait and the, like, the stone lesbians and, you know, you'll, be able, you'll still be able to find... I think she said butch bait and stone lesbians. She cut out for a Stone second. lesbians. What's a stone Sorry. lesbian? Yeah, Tim may not a, know that one. The stone lesbian is the... The cargo short, um, truck driving, I'm going to pick up my wife and go dig a hole. I don't know. I'm going to pick up my um, wife. I'm going to pick up my wife and I'm going to walk her across that threshold if I be <laughs> I'm damned. I'm going to pick up my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And um, so anyway... Um, it's it's just it's just about kind of what you were saying earlier, uh, Tim, about the binary within the community itself that we're still having enough courage to break that part of it and be able to represent ourselves truly instead of what other people think that we should be, like yourself, you know, being um <clears throat> feeling like you come off you you are more feminine, but you feel like you're represented more masculine because of stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So there's not enough representation of your type of being in order to break that stereotype. So that's why it's really important to continue like representation um, within our own community in order to get people out of their own closets. Like people, there's so many people like still in the closet about certain things. Yeah. I think that it's, similar to the way I think that a lot of gay people look at um, straight people and specifically maybe straight people who are maybe more narrow-minded and they look and think like, 
how do you not understand that everybody's on a spectrum? Like everybody is on some sort of their own, you know, wave of, of, of what is gender and what is sexuality. But then like gay people, what? It's too hard to understand. Right. But even I think like, I think even within the LGBT community, it's also similar in that like people within the, in the LGBT community also need to look inward and say like, Oh, you also should acknowledge that you perhaps are on more of a fluid spectrum than you think. That's a huge part yeah. of it. Is people? Yeah. Some people are ill-equipped, or they feel ill-equipped to um, acknowledge their own uh, spectraldom. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I am having my second coming out right now at 30 years old. Like I have yeah. to come out again. That sucks. It does suck. I don't want to come out again. I sh- I wish I could have just been myself from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Until I got stripped away and then I had to find it again and now I'm back. Do you well, have a- That's the thing too is like your identity evolves not necessarily even as much because of who you are changing. Um because it's less about that. It's really more about how you feel comfortable interacting with the world around you in context. And like, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably identify as pansexual now, but I have always identified as bisexual because we used to have that term. Uh, yeah. Even though that that feels so limited and exclusatory. And so it's like, and so what you're saying is, I mean, you have to come out more completely really or in a new way. Yeah. I, I have to like reintroduce because I, I was only comfortable enough to identify as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That's that was my like glass ceiling, if you will. And then once I realized that I I still wasn't being my true self, and I was like subconsciously like suppressing all of those thoughts because it just it just didn't feel safe. Maybe yeah, probably. And then now that I am like you know on my own and can afford all of my things, it feels safer to be myself. Because I don't have to worry about surviving. Yeah, about being if it, if living it, if on it the street. Does, I think. Yeah. For me, there's also like an added piece to as society progresses, and although like the alphabet has gotten so much longer, I don't necessarily know if I find it that much of a problem because I think like having the language to not only be able to express it to other people, but having the language to sort of conceptualize mm-hmm. it for yourself is also huge like oh okay so like queer i get that now like that word has changed so much over time Mm -hmm. and um queer it just used to mean gay right well i thought it was i thought queer originally was sort of like odd queer was it was a derogatory term no i don't think it originally was i mean like i don't know i don't know if it it originally was that way it was yeah. long used that way, yeah. But and then it's been adapted. You know what word I love? Fruit. I love fruit. That's amazing. I, I love saying that's fruit all the time. Oh really? I'm gonna that's try that. Fruit. Yeah, but it's like it has that's to be very fruit. cavalier. How like, do you feel about gay men using the c word? Um, I don't. Like in the drag context, it comes out all the time. I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't know how I. I... I don't know. I think that maybe we should just um, not make it such a big deal. Great. Like, well, it's interesting because that word is okay. Like people always say, like people in Australia is it, is it and sensitive to that word. No, I don't. I I think that it's very polarized um, as far as sensitivity to that word. 
I mean, I am could be making an uneducated assumption here, but I just I feel like we're just giving the word too much power. That's what I'm. I'm also saying that that's also true. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm back to being fine with it. So we were talking about. (laughs) When did you? When were you not okay with it? Was it for like I? Well, no. It's really like when. Um, it's really like when like a mixed race person uses the N word, it's always like you oh. look at everyone else and you're like, are they allowed to say that? Is that okay? And it's so it's like, like I when, would... a, when a, when a cisgendered gay man uses the C word to refer to a drag performance or, or a styling, um, I, I just notice it because I just know that I wouldn't. How would you describe a drag performance using that word? I'm not going to. Charisma, you... uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Is that what you're talking about, Jake? Oh, well, I've never used it as an acronym. That's... Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. That's RuPaul's That's RuPaul's thing. thing. Yeah, but on That's track... what the RuPaul's Drag Race winner exudes is I, charisma. I, I'm not comfortable yeah. saying what the guy said, so I'm not going to say it. But I'm just. What were you watching? I was watching Dragula, yeah. probably. Um. Uh... Which is yeah. an edgier show. I don't know, because I, I wonder where so we're going to go with that word. Because did you ever watch Project Runway? And do you remember how Christian Siriano used to say that everything was tranny? There's music playing. No. And I'll, yeah, there's like totally music happening. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's, um, there's music playing. Uh, I have that in there in case, um, for a normal episode, you're playing we try to off. wrap it up about now, but off. we're in the middle of some shit, so... I'm just going to let it roll. I have time, so... No, I'm not doing nothing. I was in the middle of a conversation, yeah. but I just, I'm just i glad you noticed that because I did not. Uh, so, um, false stop. We're going to keep rolling, sister. Encore. We're officially in the encore stage. Uh, this intermission is brought to you by... Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, are we going to lip sync for our lives? Yeah, we should do... We're an It'd hour in. So, the guy was saying... He said, your tuck is cunt is what he kept saying interesting is that a good thing well and 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 no one uh everyone was like oh that's great well i mean Um, he's describing the private part right so this is what i'm saying though is that like and they they didn't bleep it or where's this guy from it was on netflix i don't just he was just some gay guy was he english or was he no he was white american It was the English. No, he was white. No, he was. Well, um, no, but he makes a good point because it, it's not. It's not a as like a powerful word in Australia, right? Like, no, or, or England. It's no. It's, or England. totally. But no, he was just a um, an American gay guy. But uh, uh, I just it it was a, not alarming to me. I wasn't offended. I was just like, I don't know if is that okay? Do people talk like that? Um, but I guess none of us are drag performers, so we should ask one of them. Well, I think that you bring up a really interesting topic, which is that, like, I do think that gay men and sometimes even drag queens, uh, are given the liberty to do some problematic things and say problematic things. Right. But mm-hmm. then again, that's like, I feel has been over time. Like, I think, I don't know if I brought this up. It's coming to an end. But I started yeah, to mention I this I totally earlier, but. On um, Project Runway, Christian Siriano used to say things were tranny all the time. Be like, that's tranny. That's so tranny. And now, like, he would be canceled, you know? And um, I'm sure he's probably apologized for it. But that was also, I think, probably in 2007. That's also true. That was a long time ago. I can't tell if she's frozen or if she's thinking. She's there. I'm. I went into like an ADHD zone off. Like, 
Where, you, where were you? You were on Rainbow Road on Mario Kart Deluxe. Oh my god. I went into like like a total like well, RuPaul also used to say tranny and that was Yeah, I remember super... the it was Carmen Carrera who got I think well, I remember reading somewhere that I think Carmen Carrera was the one who kind of like threw a fit about the Ooh, girl, she got she-mail. Or, or you got she-mail. You got she-mail. And so that's oh, only yeah. in like the first three seasons or four seasons. Really? I don't know. I Because I, I also feel. RuPaul also is also feel... fracking. She, RuPaul is fracking. Oh. She's fracking. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I also feel like it's, we have the power in the community to make that stuff still be funny like to make fun of ourselves yeah but you can only i, I don't know it, it's also like you can only make fun of yourself if like you're that person maybe yeah. i agree and it's the, sort of like this is the thing too people like a binary people like to say you can or you cannot you know what i mean people do not like to like, say well some people can and it depends on if it's coming from a place of humor and compassion and you can get away with stuff that um you know, uh, maybe you couldn't if it felt like you were simultaneously exploiting some privilege you have over somebody else. So that's an unsatisfying answer because we have to agree to take things on a case-by-case basis. If that dude said tranny on Project Runway now, that would not be cool. Never. Hey, mm -hmm. I need to go um, wash my eyes. Um, the cat <laughs> is sitting right next to me and my eyes are itchy. Is that okay? Is yeah, I just wish I could. I would have gotten you that medication. Is it going to ruin everything? I can sit and suffer through it. I was just telling. Um, I just don't, I don't believe that it's going to help. Uh, but you're welcome to try. No, you're not going to. You're not going to derail the thing. No, I'm. If right. I have to help you with something, no, it's going to derail. You don't have to do anything. Show. No, I'm just going to go like rinse my eyes. For yeah, a there's second. soap in there. Okay. <laughs> do not soap your eyeballs. Hot water's on the left. I'm gonna turn his camera off in the meantime. Um, oh God! So this we are cooking. I seriously, I have a whole episode of the show prepared for whenever I get to mm -hmm. do one. Um, but this has nothing to do with any of that. We were going to talk about headlines and Israel, but for Pride, I wanted to just talk about some of these specific issues. And I think you also bring up a good mm. point in that my original question that took us down this path was about the toxicity in um, the LGBT community. And it's one of those things where that's like asking. Um, that if I were to ask a woman who lived in a trailer park, do you get tired of getting beat up all the time? Like that would be rude because I'm assuming yes. that because of who I am assuming she is culturally because of where she lives, I'm assuming that she has a certain experience and that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and so it would be inappropriate to say that all gay men have really toxic dating lives. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I just assume that because um, any uh, I any flirting I did with the idea of dating any any men that kind of pursued me earlier in my life where that happened, uh, it doesn't happen much anymore. It's not that it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen as much. Um, is that right. uh, I felt like those situations were toxic and why I didn't pursue them. It was a whole lot of, hey, can yeah. I come over at one in the morning? And like I'm living, I'm in my mom, my mom's house. No, you're not coming to my mom's house at one. I am a. You will take me out on a proper date, and then you know. Uh, <laughs> so, I, that was sort of my experience. So I guess it's inappropriate. But for that me just sounds like a fuckboy, though. That yeah, just totally. sounds like a fuckboy. Well, that's the thing too. Is that that's what I started thinking? Is oh wait, this toxicity exists in all dating apps. 
Yeah. It, it's it's going to okay. exist on a, a theologically um, specific dating app. It's going to exist. Um, what are you talking about? On I was just saying that it maybe I should clarify that it's sort of microaggressive to say, so are gay dating apps toxic? Because that's just, a, it's like saying, um, it's like a, it's like asking, you're assuming a lot about the, the whole thing. But I think what mm-hmm. Lou was saying is that representation of more of what romance and intimacy looks like across the spectrum is kind of the solution, is to kind of dissolve mm-hmm. um, the strict binary that mainstream culture has in their head and uh, with those positive examples of what dating looks like in every different situation. And that's yeah. and that's another thing that's not satisfying because it's the right answer probably, but it's really hard because it's not saying, oh, oh you should just... Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, to say, oh, well, we're going to build an entire infrastructure of ideals around examples of healthy relationships in all of these different categories. Well, and all of these, though, these apps are all trying to make money. So, like, that's any, anything yeah. that's they trying wanna to... They want to be hot for a minute right. so they can cash in. Well, that's... and the thing that's going to sell is the thing that makes people feel the most insecure. So um, you're going to get on there and you're going to feel like you don't have enough or you're not getting enough, and so you're going to pay the money to have the, you know, the... Premium access. Premium version, which isn't going to work any better for you. And so... Then, you know, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't think there's like any conspiracy here, but like all of the labeling thing, it's like everybody is constantly walking around with like a, a personal ad, uh, you know, uh, and instead of getting and out, mine says butch bait. Yeah. Mine does not. <laughs> mine says just butch. butch. You can call me bitch. Mr. Butch. Just, just to get, just to make it, make it known. None of us are butch bait. No, unfortunately. Oh, come on. Like, I want to be. <laughs> that's what do thing. I have to do? Is, here's Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I feel like. Um, do I not want to be? Right. I think it depends maybe on what butch, if we're talking about, like, male, like, cis male butch or, like, cis female butch. But mm-hmm. I honestly, um, I don't want. I, it doesn't. Butch or not, I just want a nice person. Boring. I want to get fucking <laughs> ragdolled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Games over here, like I just want a companion. I want to be heels to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I want to feel like the world is ending. Oh my god! And that's just emotionally. You want to be taken to the day after tomorrow. You want that apocalyptic? Yeah, I want Liam Neeson to kick the door and ask me if I'm okay. You want to be raptured? (laughs) Ravid, ravaged. I want seriously. I want the police god. to show up and say, "Sir, are you consenting to this behavior?" <laughs> oh my god! And I want to say, "I think so." <sighs> Please don't take rape that seriously. Come on. <sighs> are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I messed her up when I said I wanted to get ragdolled. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I well, just I mean, like just totally... think about it. Think about I if you that... were if you were think about not being weird about it at all. Think about just laying there and just getting decimated and just feeling like you were like you were just safe and at home. But <laughs> that getting just terrible. But just getting pounded. <laughs> that sounds really terrible. Oh. Are you like in a committed relationship with this stick. person? You... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you need. Whatever yeah? you need okay. to feel good about just surrendering to the bliss of yeah. just you know what I mean? Interesting. Just being dominated by another human. <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah, I'm just I, I we're an hour in, so you know I, I usually wait until all my family gives up on the episode before I start really digging into the material. But 
Um, oh my god! <laughs> I know. I think we're reaching a good place. I think. I think we're identifying that we're all slightly different in our uh, in our experience with either being or or presenting as butch bait. Yes. <laughs> and that I'm not. Yeah. I'd like to be, but I think I'm a little um, a little big. For what? To be butch bait. No, I think that if just two pigtails, um, oh, I'll pick with, like oh, no. the little beads. <laughs> would be which little beads you know like those those like <laughs> those like uh, you braid it the hair ties like two pigtails and then like those hair ties that have the beads on them oh yeah the two beads yeah or and, or just yarn like big thick yarn big thick yarn yeah. like a like a beer made like an oktoberfest oh, german <laughs> you would really made. you would really look like a rag doll <laughs> I'd look like yeah, I'd look like Raggedy Ann. The little yeah, I seriously put the makeup on me. I want to get ragdolled. Yeah, on. here's the thing. Like you're gonna have to get bangs first, sir. Nobody, oh my god! When you're a big dude, when you're six one, three hundred pounds, nobody just takes the reins and tosses you around like you're a like you're a ragdoll. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. And yeah. it's not Everybody anyone. But you know what? I'm you just know, thinking in general. It's just not nor. It's just not normally the dynamic. So it's just a nice fantasy to think about. It's Jake, just, the that is something going way back to what we were talking about an hour ago. Is something that I saw <laughs> on an app where this guy literally was like, "I don't want an F a dump truck." Like that uh, is where that's where the sort of like <laughs> heteronormative like boxing in of people. This is when you went to the restroom, which was like. When you're of a certain size and you have a certain amount of body hair, like you're expected you're right. to be the more masculine, more dominant mm -hmm. uh, figure in a perhaps a relationship, but that's what's bullcrap about it. Bullshit. I don't know why I can't. It's, it's bullcrap. It's bullcrap. It's just like <laughs> it's just terrible. I'm a princess too. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um. That is so hilarious. You know this what, is not Jake, what I thought we were going to talk about tonight, but this is fun. You, you could get on talk for... about. I thought this is exactly what I was hoping we'd drum up. I mean, not exactly, because I've written something. Lou, what's your yeah. what's your gay anthem? My gay anthem. Um. Oh my god, that's such a good question. <sighs> Hold on, I gotta you, look up you, the name of mine. I. I'm gonna need you to go first because I can't. Do you have an example, um, Tim? Like, I mean, is like. What is that song that just makes you feel your gayest self that, you know, like mm. obvious ones are like Vogue, um, Born This Way, I'm Every I Woman. I Will Survive. I Will Survive. Yeah. Like, what's yours? What is, is that Kate Bush? No, this is mine. Let me, uh, oh, you know what it is? It's fucking Dancing Queen. What is it? What is it? Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen yeah, is a that's great a good one. one. That's yeah. my Never Been to Me by Charlene from Priscilla Queen of the Desert. That is I that is so good. Oh, I don't even know what that's that is. so good. Yeah, it's a close second from also from that movie is Billy Don't Be a Hero, which my mom and I danced to at the wedding. Oh, I love that. Because she will so get her cute. baton routine. We going. saw mm. the batons were great. <laughs> um uh a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, 
That's amazing. Uh, you know what? Um, the my newest gay anthem right now is actually called "Kill the Lights" by Alex Newell, and that song will fucking change your life. Kill the lights. I'm gonna put Kill that also lights. on Jacob V's favorite songs for uh, June. This is like a, a podcast accompanying podcast uh, uh, playlist I do every mm-hmm. month. Yeah, it's that, it's got to be the remix version though. Which remix? Is that, it with Nile Rodgers? It, Yes, and um, DJ Cassidy, and then yeah. I, yeah. I, I, there's somebody else on there that sings really well. Vinyl that I, I on can't HBO. Remember. Oh, it's from Vinyl. No, but the, I don't know if that's the remix one. Let me let me see what the uh, artist is. I saw the right remix. I think it. Okay. I think it, girl. It's on the playlist, Jesus. Yes. Um. Um. Yeah. So that's a good segue into kind of the question I want to talk about. Because one thing I've really loved, and and it's no secret. That, Thanks for uh, letting me take over, by the way. With no, that. I love it. Uh, it's no secret that I love um, Johnny McGovern, and he was sort of one of the first podcasters that I sort of kept up with when I, I didn't know what podcasting really was back in the day. And um, and they did a, a Pride episode of one of his shows that I, I follow on Patreon. And just sort of um, drawing attention to, I think in the 80s, um, we we're sort of forced to internalize a lot of homophobia as a society because of the, the epidemic with AIDS and, and, and all of the ways that that was used uh, socially or in conversation or whatnot. Um, and then reinforced by all the, the, the older sort of prejudices that were already there. And so one thing that is sort of new and part of all these things that we're talking about is this, uh, this idea of, of pride actually being a, a, like a lifestyle thing, not just being an event or a time of year where you like, get the rainbow bud light can but you also yeah. um you also actually think about the things that make you really excited to um be a part of the, the that greater alphabet community right i don't know if you can hear that i have water going right here super loud i cannot hear that good 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 that's good so i wanted to just talk a little bit about what pride looks like for you guys um now just as an idea of of your LGBTQ status being something that you that you are proud of and that you try to be uh, at better terms with all the time. Um, I kind of use pride as a way to stretch myself even more out of my comfort zone. Um, and for like the next year, like I'm going to be this much more gay because it's, you see all the support, you see all the attention and everything, and it just makes you feel not only proud to be a part of that community, but just more confident in empowered and empowered. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, (laughs) I don't necessarily subscribe to all of like the rainbows and stuff. I mean, look at how I'm dressed. Yeah. uh, Cause I I just think that's still wearing boxer briefs. Yes, I am actually Duluth. I love a boxer. uh, Organic cotton. Yeah. I mean, a good cotton boxer brief. There's nothing better. I feel like I could take tackle the world with just a fresh pair of boxer briefs on. Oh, so good. So, you know, it's, yeah, the rainbow's a little too on the nose for me, but I, I'm really happy that it's there, and, you know, it's, corporations are taking over pride, but that's a whole other topic. Well, right, because that's the thing, is that's, I wanted to talk about pride as a feeling and a belief structure and an ideology, separate from yeah. sort of the corporate shill around the parade and the commercial, and the you know, the, the okay. cards and whatnot. Tim, what about, I mean, I know this is sort of a, um, a, a foray into... Uh, exploring uh, an outwardness with your with your identity that maybe you haven't been able to practice before. So I just wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, um, get your your vibe on that, okay. brother. Yeah, well... Um, Can I say brother? Is that a microaggression? 
I don't know. I'm just trying to be good. I'm trying I mean, to be you good. can call me Al. I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> you got me. That was, that was the unexpected one. Um, Boom! So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, like, obviously the whole Pride celebration, Pride Month thing. I have never been to a Pride festival. I've never been to a Pride parade. What? Um, yeah. That's so funny because we're all sitting here talking about it's fuck the parade. <laughs> it's so corporate. We don't give a fuck. Fuck them. And and then now we're like, wait, now we gotta go. He's never been. Right. Yeah. Well, today, you have to actually, experience it at least I once in order to down. not like it. We went as kids actually all the Did time. Did you? That's cool. I didn't know they existed before like two thousand. Oh, it was lit. So okay, so you're so it's not something you participated in so much. No. Um. And well, today actually there was a pride caravan. Did you know that it drove around the city? We, I was outside of Cherokee Street and watched it from the uh, restaurant's patio, and it was just like vans driving up with balloons and um, cheering and stuff. But it was nice, and it was the first real pride thing I've ever been to, which is not even a real thing because it was just a random group. You of just people. witnessed it, yeah. but it's as close as you've ever. We gotten. planned to go, but mm-hmm. um, to watch it, but it was like. 15 minutes of waving to cars as they drove by yeah um now like would i like to go to pride yeah i would actually i take that back now that i've just thought of that the first and only pride thing i've ever done was actually my brother invited me to go to pride night at the cardinals game and that meant so much to me like i don't care about going to the cardinals um and he knows that he knows i don't know anything about sports or baseball i try to avoid it but um, but it was cool because he was like, Hey, you know, this night is pride night at the Cardinals game. Do you want to go? Am I going? Um, and, uh, I said, uh, yeah. And I went with him and my nephew and it was really nice. Um, that sounds so nice. It just takes it, a little bit of acknowledgement and, you know, we're not asking for a lot, just a little acceptance and love. Well, and it's like, it's not a matter of. Like, I would like to go to the Pride Parade because um, I never felt like I could. I was always so worried about seeing students there, like, that I would see people and then, like, words would get out. And I, you know, I and so now uh, I'm excited. Like, I can't wait for September because I'm going to go and I'm going to have a really good time. And I can be whoever like I can be my most authentic self, which is like. Still, I don't think very much of a loud and out there person unless I've like imbibed, but right, um, or I'm dancing you don't, to really you good. Don't music. have to be for sure, right? Like, you don't, like exactly, I don't have to do anything to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. Uh, and but I would say that like for my own personal pride, when I first moved out, or no, I'm sorry, uh, one summer I went to, I was like out, um, I was like on three different trips throughout the summer. So I was barely even home and I went to this like summer Institute in DC and it was like the anniversary of Stonewall. And so I went to the museum at this, the news, the museum, you know, like the one that's like all about media, I think it's closed, but they had an exhibit Mm -hmm. on Stonewall and I had just done this like diversity Institute in DC and I felt so like refreshed and revived because I was talking to all these educators across the country who we're listening to my story and like engaging in these conversations specifically like this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my God, like this is who I am. And I, I actually really enjoy and love who I am. I, um, and so from that point forward, you know, I 
I jokingly said this to a friend of mine, but like was very serious that for a while I was only reading books about gay people. Like I read Gay New mm. York. If you haven't read it, it's a great book about like sort of like the history of the gay community from like the 1920s onward. Um, mm. And sort of like where drag comes from, even before the sort of ballroom scene in like, um, you know, the in New York, it's like deeper than that. Um, but then, mm -hmm. uh, I jokingly said that to a friend of mine because I was going to go to Savannah before COVID, but it didn't happen. And she was like, oh, you need to read a midnight in the garden of good and evil. And I was like, oh, well, um, I'm only reading books about, um, gay protagonists. And then it turns out that that book is actually about a gay guy and like the lady should bleeds in it and everything. So anyway, my own personal pride, I think came from like wanting to entrench myself in what I saw as gay culture that I I also loved as opposed to trying to like to force it on to me it was more of like yeah I love these things I love watching Drag Race I'm not going to pretend I don't I've watched Project Runway since I was like 16 me I'm not going to pretend that that's not a thing and mm -hmm. not that like Project Runway is gay but it is and it is. um <laughs> so like my own personal pride is like acknowledging that um although like Although being gay isn't my full identity, it is a major part of who I am. And yeah. that, like, the more I explore it, the happier I become. Right. Yeah, 100%. And that's, and that's totally what I'm saying, that, like, it's, we, <laughs> a certain part of the community has, like, the courage or, like, the emotional, I don't know, just, like, you can only go so far with what you have to work with and what your surroundings are and, yeah, and your starting place but is there's always so much different. more to it like people yeah, that pioneered exactly. something you know ahead of anybody our age for example i mean they started in a very different place we started in a very different place this is kind of what we were talking about when the first when the episode kind of started was i mean we started in a very different place in our journeys and in in the context of you know the, the world around us and and what it was like um well, when we were growing up, do you remember when uh, there were commercials for like saying that's that's so gay? Yeah. Did you ever see those? Yeah. Mm. Do you remember when, um, when George Bush was running for president and and his big thing was that they were going to keep marriage between a man and a woman? No, I mean I didn't pay attention to that actually. Yeah. yeah I I just well here's the thing I wasn't seeking that information out. It's not like I read it on on CNN the next day or something. Yeah. But it was um you know it's just something it was like I was watching a presidential debate or something it may have been his second one oh. for his second term it was like that's just such a weird thing that everyone's so obsessed with that and then that kind of sets the tone for the environment you kind of think you're going to be walking into uh, right it makes you feel unwelcome and i think that's what we're talking about is like maybe we like project runway for reasons that have nothing to do with our sexual identities but it's really nice to have positive successful role models they're a member of a community that you feel like you might be a part yeah. of totally i love tim gunn like yeah and i loved michael kors too he's a little more problematic than tim gunn uh these days um but the i think that's the the big thing is we don't have those positive examples of um it being okay to not be totally heteronormative and cisgendered and, and idea yeah. like I, I aligned to the ideological kind of um, mainstream. Yeah, it's huge. It's, 
it's another topic of discussion as far as like yeah, media and entertainment goes. It, it's still a binary. It's still stereotypical and you know, it's still something that we need to fight for. But uh, you know, like with um TikTok and social media and stuff and this the generation, you know, generation Z and everything with they are even a step further with accepting different roles and different people early on so that it feels like no big deal to them for most of them. And I so agree, but I also feel like, like new. I feel like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like Gen Z, yeah. the, the experiences I've had a little bit is like not only like coming out the gates accepting, but also I see a lot of with Gen Z victim chic uh you know have you ever heard of that mm. where it's like no well it's i mean it's like great to be the victim of some sort of oppression and so it's chic and in vogue and then mm. on top of that like well they're teenagers so yeah well yeah totally and then like the hyper well you know what worries me is that gen z is so progressive and liberal i'm afraid of what they're gonna be like when they're adults if they're gonna swing the opposite direction like go straight Republican. Yeah, like it does worry me. Like if they decide, like I mean, okay, look at so look at boomers. This like is boomers. Such an interesting idea is if you look at, hold that thought because okay. I want to talk about boomers. Um, but if you look at um the people that, for example, told my friend that his problems weren't real because he was a gay man and not a normal person, right? If you look, those people were eventually uh, were previously children, and children tend to have. Uh, a different approach to things than adults because adults make decisions that they really try to stick to and they try to force their their world to be the way that they've decided it's going to be. Um, actually, sometimes much more often than children will. So I think what Tim's describing is some of those kids now are actually going to grow up to be those more conservative adults um, and they may have more to backlash against as society is becoming less uh, stigmatized and more open. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yes. And what were you saying about boomers? Well, I mean, I just look at like boomers and how they were like a generation of of change makers. You know, they were a generation allegedly. Of, allegedly, yeah. But I mean, they were you know out protesting Vietnam, and I think boomers and not were going. what nothing. You're right. And like they were a part of the sexual revolution oh, and yeah. the you know second wave feminism and so on. But like. As parents, they got very conservative. Like as soon as they were having children and then started moving into the suburbs, they were then all of a sudden the yuppies mm. who were all about capitalism and all about like maintaining status quo. And you know what it was? It's Jesus. They got Jesus into their hearts. Mm -hmm. They finally, and you know accepted, who, you know whose fault that was. Finally accepted Jesus. Tammy Faye Baker. That's who it was. Televangelism. TFB. May yeah. she rest in peace. R.I.P. Lil Bruh. That's, I mean, truly, I don't know. I mean, cause that's, that's what it did with my parents, at least, you know, like they were like wild kids and stuff, you know? And I mean, they probably didn't have the most, they definitely didn't have progressive views back then. So I think that that's kind of just never left, but they got stricter whenever Jesus came around. Right. You just don't see tons of young people, really young people saying, look, I think you need to settle down. You need to. Uh, you need to uh, read the Bible. You need to, you know what I mean? They're not, 
yeah, not a lot. There's always young people like this, but there's not tons of young people that are trying to um, create sort of a prohibition or a sort of a, a puritanical um, kind of focus, except for like the zealots, the real, I mean, you know, if they get scooped up in it. So like, but those people do eventually emerge when those people become adults. And so like- Well, and they have a lot of voting power already. Oh. Uh, the evangelists. Oh yeah. And those zealots that you're talking about. And they're only- procreating more and more the quiver the quiver full alfred but how many more rainbows do we have to shove into their face until they get it well but yeah, here's the yeah. thing too is like i mean how much of the how much of the narrative is not going to be trans here's my lighter how much of the narrative is not going to be transformed um and how much of it is going to cause more polarizing kind of because there's two different futures. There's a future where all this stuff seems silly to argue about because we've worked past it. And there's also yeah. a future where half of us don't want to work past it. And they, you know. So, OK, I, I have something that I want to say about that, actually, is that um, kind of what's helped me continue with my life without feeling um, like unsafe, I guess, or that I need to, like, change everybody's mind um, is it's kind of like a 20, 60, 20, like some people, like there's 20% of people that are always going to agree with it, always going to support you no matter what. There's 20% of people that you're not going to be able to change their mind. They're going to do whatever they want. And, um, and then there's the 60% in the middle. And those are the people that you want to spend your time, you know, like teaching and, you know, giving, um, I don't know, represent, representation to and educating. Um, educating, informing, yeah. Informing in order to help them understand, you know, what we're going through and everything and yeah. to be an ally. So that that's kind of like what I'm thinking about it, whether those statistics are not true, but it's just how I'm viewing <laughs> it. That's the, be like, but the bell curve is that like, you know, the it's probably even smaller numbers than that. It's probably 595. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, and uh, and so and not necessarily trying to disillude or persuade or lie to anybody, but just trying to expose them to the whole but, but it's, picture. I guess I should say there's there's 60 percent of people who are willing to open challenge open to themselves being reasonable and, and, yes. and maybe listening to what you need from you know society. And then, yeah, the, you know, yeah, I could see that. Totally. That's an interesting way of looking at it. How do you, this is something I thought was interesting that I, th I thought about when you were saying that. And Tim, this is something I think about with you a lot is how do you still enjoy something that you know would exclude you if it could have previously? So, uh, well, and that could be a family, that could be a um, single relationship with a single person, uh, it could be a church, it could be, uh, you know what I mean? It could be any, any size of thing. But like, I, for example, there's things that, my father and I are never going to agree on. And I still have to try to create mm -hmm. experiences that are positive for that relationship while I have access to it. And so like, I have to try to live with the stuff that I can't fix or go back and change and live with the stuff that we're never going to agree on, but then still try to enjoy what's left in spite of like, how does that work for you? Me? Yeah. I think that's a really interesting question because that's, that's how job. I feel about the church. Um, like growing up Catholic is so interesting and can be so damaging. And I know that, and I, like not in general, but for gay people, um, and I know that I have like lasting scars in some ways, not from my 
family, but from, I think, like, I think from the educational piece, I think from working in a Catholic environment, I think also perhaps, like, the ways that people would talk about, uh, you know, like, media representation of how the Catholic Church uh, or Archdiocese or whatever uh, makes decisions on behalf of everybody else. And so... Um, that for me is interesting, an interesting question because I've, I've had to come to terms with that, like that I'm never going to be able to be fully embraced by the church that I was raised in. And so like, why do Mm -hmm. I care? Because there are so many people who are like, they look at me like I'm a walking contradiction. Like, why do you say you're Catholic when like, it's the institution that is so deeply affecting you? And it's, Partly, I think, because it's just easier to say. Well, because um, culturally, there's so much implied there. There I mean. is, yeah. And I think that, like, my concept of God and faith is just easier to say when using the language of the Catholic Church. But it's unfortunate because it's also applied to the plethora of problems that come with that, you know, that come with the globally known problems of the institution itself. And so, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but, like, I've had to, in some ways, come to terms with, like, yeah, I I do consider myself someone who has faith, but I also, and, yeah, maybe I do prescribe to a particular religious institution, but I'm, first of all, never going to shove that down anyone's throat because it's between them and, and what their own beliefs and value systems are. And also, it's, like... I don't have to explain it to anybody because it's it's none of their damn business. It's it's all between me and myself and what I believe. Blue. Absolutely. Um, I think so. Growing up and being so outwardly lesbian was something that I needed to do. Like I, I I've always expressed myself as more masculine, and it hasn't always gone the best and everything. So I think by, first of all, putting myself out there and already trying to like break that um, mold in my own little community, um, it definitely wasn't, you know, it was definitely had had its like traumatizing moments for it. But but how do you deal with um, going to places where you're normally might not be accepted? Okay, so... Let's let's take like a small town like sports bar or something. Oh. Like like walking in there, like I just know I'm gonna be stared at, talked at. I I don't know if you wanna call it disassociation or whatnot, but I just I don't look and I don't I don't acknowledge it. You know? I just yeah. I just keep going on with my night, you know, and it does does it bother me? Absolutely, but I think but my if you, journey but if, has but been what trying you're saying not is to... If you stopped every time you could... Because t- this happens to me a lot. Uh, yeah. For slightly different reasons, probably. But that, like, if you stopped and addressed everybody that you knew was talking about you and pointing you out to somebody else, it yeah. would be exhausting. You get in fights everywhere exhausting. you went. I mean... Exactly. I've walked so into... So I just... I've never... Sorry. I, um, I've never thought of that. Although... I did have that made me think of one time when I walked into a bar here in South City 
wearing like a kimono and a big hat and a, <laughs> and a, and a like a necklace. <laughs> I need. Hey, I can't find a kimono that fits yeah. me. So you got to help. Oh, I can help you out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're wearing a kimono and a big hat, like I'm trying to do. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I literally walked in, and this guy sitting at the bar goes, "Liberace's here," and I was like, "You're damn right." And then just you're like kept, right kept walking. Is. And then, and then there was a moment with some other guy who said something like, that's, you know, that's gay or whatever. And then he saw me and was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Did I offend you? I'm or really like sorry that? because you're also obviously gay <laughs> in that kimono. And, and I was like, hat. no, it's not a big deal. Just maybe you could stop saying stuff like that because it makes you look like an asshole. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, oh, that's good. I mean, I don't know. You know, like where that so, comes from for me personally, I don't think I think I get what you're saying about like not acknowledging it. Um, I think like, I perhaps like, I mean, I'll put the work in if, yeah. it, if it needs to happen. But like in but oftentimes it's just too many people. It's yeah. like you're, you're exhausted. and You just want to go on with your fucking life. So can you believe that? Like, I know that this is going to be, is that going to be demonetizing? Um, What'd you say? So uh, I said the F word. I said your, your tuck is cunt earlier. So I oh, said okay, bull crap. Gonna, okay. Tim said bull crap. So we're, yeah. Lion's choice. <laughs> okay. So, so where I'm at right now is that it, it's that 20, 60, 20 thing again. And I just continue like, okay. So literally like last week I went to go get some jeans tailored and I went to the same person that tailored my suit for your wedding. And he is this absolutely old, old Greek man. And he did such a wonderful job. And he acted like, I am not putting a suit on a woman. He just acted like it was just any other person. So I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. So I went back to him. And Maybe he thought you were a young boy. You think he saw these titties and wasn't like, he didn't want to draw woman. attention. If, if a young boy had titties like that, he, he, would, be un, he would be insecure about them. Yeah, I guess you're right. Or My neck he? is I don't two know. feet around, Either. apparently. I learned that at the tailor. Wow. Good for lord. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so I go back there. I'm like super happy to walk in. And then there's John. And then there's two people that look like maybe his friends or something. They're also old as dirt. And I walk in and the lady is sitting down and she's looking at me like this. Like. Like. Like what just walk through this heavenly what place? are you yeah did she, I'm, glad, I'm glad she didn't try to grab what because they'll do that no she she was too old to do that and so she's giving me the stink face and everybody stops talking it's just dead silent and i just go i just want to get some some jeans tailored and nobody <laughs> says a thing they're all staring at me and i'm like wow oh, i just uh so i just want to get these jeans tailored and then john the old dude comes up to me he's like i i don't do that anymore and I was like, no way. You don't, you don't tailor anymore? He's like, no, I don't. And then so I was like, okay, have a great day. And I like walked out. And then I thought about it. I was like, either he's actually closing it down because he's like retiring finally, or I was just a victim of discrimination. Yeah. I don't Where know which you? one it was. However, what I did John, do was I John went on to Greek Google. Taylor. Is I, I went on to Google and I was like, oh, he said he doesn't do it. He doesn't do tailoring anymore. So I reported them permanently closed. So, um, they're closed. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. As far as Did Google's they actually concerned, close? no, I don't. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Google the door, the door was closed. open. The door was open, like 
they were airing the place out. Clothes were everywhere. It did not look like he was packing up. Like from what I could see, it was still in business. Yeah, he was trying to get you out of there because his his conservative friends were there. And he and is that what you're saying? That I don't know. I I I don't want to take that imagery on. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. Well, here's well, the thing too. I, can, oh my I do this all the fucking time, where I always assume one that things are about me when they're not. And yeah. I always also assume that they're going to be negative, right? I always assume not only is not only are you mad, but you're mad at me, right? I do this, Lou. I do this to you all the time when we're hanging out in person because you're not as unfiltered or as animated uh, constantly as I am. So I assume mm-hmm. if you're not laughing at me and I'm talking, that you're mad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's how I know you. I you usually emerge with laughter when I say something ridiculous. Uh, and yeah. so, you know what I mean? And so if you're not, I'm just going to assume that you're pissed off. Right. And that's just totally me doing that. But so, so you don't want to assume that that anything about that interaction had anything to do with you. Right. But, but it's hard not to see the signs. It's also. hard not to, but it's hard not to but, go there. Yeah. And the worst part though, I think I've had that. I, I'm now realizing I've, I have experienced that and I think I block it out because, um, I don't want to assume that I'm the victim of anything, but I, but like, I think I just recently had this with the job situation where like I started to question if I made all of this up where like, I was like, when I talked to a couple of very important people about my experiences and one being like my therapist, I was led to be questioned in such a way where I thought, did I, like, did I just make up feeling like I couldn't be myself? Is that what you're talking about? Like, not in terms yeah. of going to the tailor, but in terms of, like, you walk away wondering, like, okay, did I just, was I just discriminated against? Yeah. Or am I just, like, feeling that way because I'm, you know, I could potentially be discriminated against because that's just a known thing, right? Well, it's it's a, it's a, it's an unfortunate Thing that we have to discuss because the reason that we even feel that we might be discriminated against is because it's something that we've experienced before right yeah. it's like or we've we seen wouldn't... other people experience it exactly before. it's sort yeah. of like when you constantly hear on the news about like you could potentially like i mean shit for as long as we've been uh adolescents the question of whether or not we would be able to get married has always been a question and so mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing that it happened in our lifetime but even then it's like yeah. Okay, does that negate the fact that, like, I still feel in some ways like I can't be my full authentic self in this current situation, in this current environment? And is it me that's doing that or is it the people around me or what is it? I think it's it could be a little bit of both. I think it could be learned behavior and the environment around you, because whenever that was going on and, you know, gay marriage was passed, we were in a red state. And we saw people reacting negatively to it right. instead of positively. And so like that also kind of adds on the the fear. Like I'm still not necessarily completely free. Right. You yeah. know, like there's there's still so much more work to do. I mean, but also, I, I'm like, still scared. Yeah. I mean, like, but again, like what I'm saying is that on the other side of that, it is a little bit of like having to learn how to not give a fuck. Right. And that's where I'm at right now. Like right. if, if I approach somebody and they look like they 
don't aren't going to like me that I am so nice to them. I am so overly nice to oh, them. That's so too. interesting. Yeah. I am the opposite. I'm so I'm mean nice and angry. <laughs> no, yeah, because I I because they could either be a part of that 20% that they'll never change or a part of that um, 60% that if I'm super nice to them, that it could possibly change their thinking. It could pull them your way as That's opposed to pushing them the other way. When If anyone yeah. looks at me a certain way, the thing I say to myself in my head is like, I am not the person that you're going to fuck with right now. I am not that person. So yeah, don't you. even, don't yes. look at me. Jeffco, baby. Don't look at me that way. And if you do, yeah. I'm going to look at you back and you're, but I think that also comes from like, again, uh, I feel like I can walk around and perhaps like maybe naively think that I'm not going to be as harassed as perhaps someone else, you know, who's smaller mm -hmm. or that's the thing. We're big motherfuckers. Right. Like, like if I was a fucking, if I was a rag doll, <laughs> Oh my God, we're back on the rag doll. No, I'm, but I'm rag saying doll, like I would get living in a movie. I think people would be meaner if I was, if I was like five two, 120 pounds, one, I'd be gorgeous. Yeah. Two, um, you are gorgeous. What are you talking about? I know things, but I think I'd get messed with more. Like people don't mess with me because I think they think I'm like yeah, a tough dude. Totally. I mean, you walk like you might actually have a switchblade. I have a, I have a, I have a butterfly knife. Right. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't think he walks like that. I think he walks like, He's gonna come and steal your boy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna walk Jake? in there. Remember that time? Yeah. Remember that time at that place where I tried to ca I tried to get a free beer by Missy taking my Beast. shirt off. Yeah. That did was you get thrown out? Like dancing, or like... did you get free beer? No, Lindsay got me a beer. Yeah, he was dancing real good, so I got him one. And this guy in like gym shorts was driving us around. I think we hijacked somebody's like they had been they... on a date with some guy. Oh god, that was good. It was like they had just started dating and he was going to come pick her up and they were going to have a good night together. But she's like, all right, I'm going to bring my two friends with me. And one of them is a six foot one Amazon man. And we're going to get yeah. into a small Fiat. Yeah, we get in this Fiat. <laughs> I forgot about it. This is after we saw Corey Feldman. What right? is happening? Yeah. What are you and talking about? You're in the about? front seat and you just lean over to him and you like shout something at him. I'm in the I front seat with this girl's date. Yeah, because you, you, there's no way you're going to get into that back. What was the name of the place? Did we you were going? know these people? She Missy knew Bees. one of them. I knew. I worked with one of them, with with the girl, uh -huh. who was on a date with um, a guy. No, we were all at the Corey Feldman show, and then yeah, we, we needed a ride. But they had been and dating. So she called this guy to pick her up, and we just said, "Hey, we'll go with you." And then we made them go to this gay bar with us. What bar was it? Yeah, Missy B's in Kansas City. Missy B's. Um, yeah, wow. so that was a very, very fun night. So um, we're kind of winding down here. Uh, this has been so really great, and I think I've learned a lot. I've answered a lot of questions that I had, but what what are we most looking forward to in the in the growth that we're making as a society and the 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 um, outward expression and sort of pride we want to express and continue to indulge in? What are we looking forward to the most, y'all? Um, I'm looking forward to more representation and um, visibility on uh, queer and trans uh, POC because it is very important to keep them in the forefront 
Um, and I, I just, I really love where that is going and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, in, in line with that. On the right side of history as it were. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited for. Tim. I don't know if, um, it's like a looking forward to, I think that. Um, I'm just kind of hopeful that what this leads to is people really embracing these facets of other people's identities. Um, And I'm, you know, like, I always think like what the difference between like acceptance and embracing, it's like where everybody can celebrate each other. And like the thing that we like about each other are the things that make us so different as opposed to, um, and I think that representation comes along with that. I think that seeing more visibly, which is what seeing is, but seeing more examples of LGBT people as excellent members of society, uh, it not only will help, um, future generations, but it will help, I think, in the healing of current generations who still have i think like ptsd yeah um which and there's a lot of people that aren't even as far along as we are right there's a lot of people that are still living and with that's a lot what's of scary yeah you know what i mean i right. think i think because uh on netflix and bravo it, we've come a long way doesn't necessarily mean we've come a long way in small towns or mm-hmm. or even just um i mean like we were alluding to a moment ago other groups have prejudice against other minority groups just because right. um just because you're uh gay doesn't mean that's the only thing people don't like about you right you could also be or just because you're trans or just because you're um what have you uh doesn't mean that you're not also struggling with other types of prejudice and also things that are like um what's mutually exclusive they're in you may um, like you said, uh, you know, if you're in, um, a, a minority group, uh, economically and racially or ethnically and, or, um, and, or, you know, theologically, and then also in your, in your sexual orientation or identity, I mean, that's a lot of things, uh, stacking against you. You could I mean, be living in poverty with other people who are all experiencing the negative experiences you are because of all these other issues that are in common. And then they also have this homophobia on top of it. that's going to draw you away from Mm -hmm. them or away from the church you grew up in or away from, um, a business that you've previously enjoyed. So I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to our kids not having that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least having less of it. Less of it is probably a better goal. Well, and it is a good thing to see like Gen Zers and, fully embracing in a lot of ways these identifiers that are card stacked against people you know to be functioning Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. as their full selves and so even if it's like irritating in some ways to hear these you know really little woke kids um confront even our own generation of our problematic behavior it's not necessarily a bad thing it's a good thing because it just means that we're progressing yeah Um, and i think it's even kind of 
something we talked about a long time ago now um is just that uh i think i'm also looking forward to a time where it's just not as big of an issue i when i see right. younger people not necessarily being so proud and out and open about who they are cuz i of course i love that cuz that's what i always wanted for myself but even to the point where they don't think it's that important to tell you. Right. I don't have to tell mm -hmm. you. I mean, what do you mean? Like my, I, I'm like, you should a have minor. To, it would be nice I'm to a not minor have to on come TikTok. out. I don't have to be, I don't have to disclose to you everything about my identity. Leave me right. alone. Like, I mean, I'm an actor on stranger things. Maybe, um, the kind of people I'm sexually attracted to is none of your business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I much prefer, um, the idea of where it can be everyone's business if you want it to be. But um, I hear what you're saying because I feel like I'm. That's going back on what I said about because I'm all about that. telling people who who I am and what I like. You know what I mean? And especially if they're interested. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people are not, and we just assume that everyone's going to be okay with disclosing all this stuff about them. When again, we don't ask straight people crazy specific details about their experiences or their preferences. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a really great point. I think that's great. I think we're all doing. You're great. great. I think we all need You're to go great. bait some butch. Butch baiters. We need to butch baiters. Butch baiters. Butch baiters. That's what we're gonna call the people that have the hoodies. Oh, butch like baiters. your your fans. Yeah. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Instead butch of baiter. yeah, it's deadheads like or uh, Mariah Carey's lambs and Gaga's monsters, you've got Jacob V's. Mariah butch Carey calls her butch baiters. fans lambs? Yeah. Like sheep? Yes. What? <laughs> Is I'm pretty sure. Is that for real? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I I, I think that it's real. I mean, <sighs> lambs out to slaughter. Lambs to the Mariah Carey slaughter. Yeah, uh, she with they're called lambs. Great. The lamely is what Mariah. Likes the lamely, like the family, but the lamely. guys stay with me. I'm gonna wrap this up real quick, guys. That's been a return episode of Jacob V Weekly Pride Month. Summer is here. Patreon is coming in July. Hoodies are coming hopefully sooner than that. Look for that pre-order any day now. Follow us online at Jacob V Weekly on Instagram. Keep it deep. <laughs>